From your opinion, your mind, who do you think is the greatest dinosaur of them all? This argument comes up all the time. I don't think that there is any greatest dinosaur of all. all. You know what I mean? I've had a chance to work with a lot of these guys. And, um, you know, the dinosaurs are legends in their own right because they carved out the modern day sound system culture. There's no better than, and that's, I think that we get mixed, mixed up with all of that. Well, at least for me, each one complements the other, right? Because Trooper's career would have not been able to propel to where it did if there wasn't um, Panta or Mataran, right? Mataran's career wouldn't be able to propel if there wasn't Trooper. And you guys, you get where I'm coming from, right? Mm -hmm. um, the reason why there's a classroom of individuals that we refer to as the dinosaurs is because these five individuals are solely responsible for the characters that came after them in our dance hall space. This does not mean that the dinosaurs are the best selectors to ever play the game. What it means is that their characters, what they brought to the game was adopted by the generation of, of clashers after them. So you can look in a dance hall space and you can see someone using the character called Tony Matara. You can see someone using the character called Fire Lynx. You can see someone using the character called Chupa. You can see someone using the panda called, um, called Panda. And you can see someone using the, 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 the character called Squingy, right? These characters that these five regions are responsible for, I have them all over my wall, by the way, right? Um, these characters, defined our era of Sound Clash Entertainment. There were those who hit hard, like Johnny and the baby faces and all of these bridges that need to be respected as well, but their respect comes from a different part of the room. These are the bridges that created all of the top selectors after them. And for that, they are dinosaurs. And if, you know, for me to answer your question, None of them is better than either, either one because they all need each other to exist. But it's just like if you have Jordan, Pippin, you have all of these players, there has to be somebody that might have a better well, attribute to them. We, we give it to Jordan because he's the one scoring, mm -hmm. right? Just like we give it to Squingy and we give it to Panta because they're the ones with the mic in their hand. Right. But the credit should go to Mark because he's the ones pulling the songs. The credit should also go to Squid, um, to, to, to Yunzi. Yep. So we allow our minds to create a better that for us. And if that's, you know, what you sign to, I'm not saying no. I'm just giving you my analogy. Right. But I know that maybe Jordan couldn't make as much points if it wasn't for Pippin because Pippin was his wingman. You feel me? Maybe um, um, Kobe wouldn't have made that if it wasn't for the early days of him and Shaq. Who knows? But does Shaq not play a role in his success? You feel me? Does Pippen not play a role in his success? So my thing is that I refuse to look at a better than, you know? I know Trooper calls himself the emperor, and Trooper's a good selector, right? But for me, they're all on the same level. Some of them have talents 
in certain places that the other one doesn't. So Trupo might be lacking this, and Panta has it, but Trupo got this and Panta have it. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and those brethren have helped to build what we now try, what we're now trying to keep alive. You know, so that's my analogy to that. Would you add anybody else to the five dinosaurs that exist? Do you think that there's anybody else that deserves to be at that table there? The five dinosaurs are the dinosaurs because of their influence, impact and influence, correct? Um, would have to be crown. It would have to be crown. Explain. If we're judging from, from impact and influence, right, which I just, you know, and I know so many people will disagree with me, but hear my argument. Mighty Crown was the birth of the popularity of non-Caribbean-based sound systems. The Mighty Crown leads the way for that. Mighty Crown made every sound who's a different color than black feel like they can do it also, right? A lot of them um, pattern Crown's competitive style in the arena. You know what I mean? They customized dubs, they did the bodywood costing, the imaging, the, all of that, you know what I mean? Now, Crown opened that door. I, I don't know anybody else in, in that time frame that I could say opened another door for a generation of sound systems, right? So if we're looking at the dinosaurs like, and I'm not trying to push Crown in there because I'm Crown, I'm just trying to make it make sense. If we're looking at those virgins the way I look at them as the characters that you know, brought the industry forward, then if we were going to squeeze somebody else in there, we would have to look for somebody who bears the same type of contribution. And I don't see anybody else but Mighty Crown. Where would David Radigan fit into the whole sphere of this? Well, we got we to gotta look at it. Radigan existed way before Crown, right? And there wasn't an emergence of sound systems on the global scale until Mighty Crown. So even though Radigan, in my opinion, has an effect on some of those sounds, the effect would have been more local than international. Mighty Crown made us, as regular everyday clash fans, willing to give somebody else of a different color other than Radigan a chance to even listen to that. To even say, yo, they might, I might buy outside of where they, those sounds are from, because those sounds are doing the work where they're from, whether it's Europe, whether it's, you know, wherever it is from. They've been doing the work, but I just believe that Crown opened the door and gave them that confidence for them to come through. From there. So you would say Crown over Radagon from that type of, from that way there? Yeah, because there's nobody that's, there is no one. Look at the criteria that I'm using, Muscle. You point to me, who's David Radigan right now? Who has taken on David Radigan's persona? Mm -hmm. Where is that generation of people that approaches sound clash in the arena like David Radigan? It's not there. You can't even name one or two people. Like, let's be honest. 
So I'm not speaking influence, you know. <laughs> David Radigan is influential, but Jonathan Bodyguard is influential too. And Babyface is influential too. You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying that if you're looking at someone in the classrooms who played the sport like the other dinosaurs, you then have to figure someone to put there that also fits their criteria. And their criteria is that they brought on a generation of selectors who mimic them. Do you think Crown would be the same Crown if they didn't have the Irish and Chin machine behind them? It doesn't matter. It has to matter. No, it doesn't. Okay, do you think you could do the same for Crown? What you did for Crown, do you think you could do for another sound? Of course I could do for another sound. So then why wouldn't the first question matter then? Because it doesn't matter. That's like saying without whoever's, do I think that, um, four by four Exodus would have been four by four Exodus without Dust's money. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's, it's what we bring to the table, whatever it is, when your team comes to the table, right? Your team comes to the table, your team. We were a team. You, you know, many of you guys looked at it as promoter and, and sound men, but on the inside of for those who were closer realized that it was a team. My team was my team. So and it's, it wasn't it's like saying, okay, would um would have would Addis have reached so far without Mataran? Would Babyface be able to bring Addis to the level that it went? If they never got Tony Matara, why? Why not? But I'm saying, why separate it? Because at the end of the day, even though Face stepped back to allow Mataran to go forward, it's the team. You know, it's just that's how I look at it, though. Mm -hmm. Just as a as a concerted effort as a team, I get the thing with it. Don't get it twisted. Mighty Crown a bad bomba clat sound, just like Judgment was a bad song too. But again, with you having a machine like Irish and Chin behind you, it has to help more than it than it hinders. It has to put you in a position more than it it wouldn't have put you in a position if you weren't there. One hundred percent. But I'm saying don't separate it because then we got to separate um um you know um um Dust's money from four by four, right? Or we got to separate Weepo's influence from Stone Love. You know what I mean? It's what it is. We brought, this is what we're bringing to the table. This is it, right? Um, don't matter if Chin keeps the dance. Chin can't make Mighty Crown win, right? And even if Chin is helping Crown cut the dub, Chin can't give the dubs forward. How do we separate? In my, and I'm only speaking from my perspective. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, we, 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 when we look at, um, I don't know who to make a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, I don't know who to make as a reference. I'm trying to find somebody that has also made it far up the ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just saying that I, I don't separate it. So I don't, I don't look at it that way. 
I could see where you're coming from, but again, I could understand where people would be asking a question like that too. You understand? I don't think there's no right or wrong answer in that situation. Tell you the truth. And, and again, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that I would never look at it that way because everything that Crown had with Chin, somebody else could have done as well for another sound system. You know what I mean? Crown didn't have anything special. We didn't. We were. It wasn't like there was only one person, and that one person couldn't be duplicated. There, there were other opportunities for a lot of other promoters to build a name in SoundClash and put up their money in SoundClash and become an entity in SoundClash and then manage a sound system and do the same thing that I did. They just chose not to do it. So, you know, everyone makes it look like we had an easy role. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying everyone makes it look like we had an easy role, but we had to put up our money and we had to put the time in because the money alone couldn't do it. And the time alone couldn't do it. And I also had to go through years of the fight that Irish and Chin was getting and Mighty Crown was getting and then Mighty Crown and Chin was getting. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We have to live through all of that stuff. So, I mean, people take away the accolades and try to separate it and try to say that, you know, there was an advantage. But I don't know. I don't see it. We'll leave it at that. Why, why did they decide to retire? Um, I think that they're at a different place in, 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 in their lives now. Um, I think that a lot of us are thinking about life differently based on um, the last two years. And, um, you know, they just feel like, you know, it's their time. You know, it's their time. They've done it for 30 years now. This year would be 30 years. And, um, you know, it's it's just their their time. You know, one thing I would never do is um try to influence Crown or anybody else that you know that I manage to do to do something for the sole benefit of me or the culture that I represent. Do you know what I mean? Um, if they're at a different mental space in in their lives now, right? And they feel like, yeah, this is it. This is where we want to go with it. I think that's acceptable. I think they don't have anything to prove to anybody. I think that, um, you know, they have made themselves financially comfortable to make that decision. Um, and I believe that, again, this is unusual in our culture because we normally don't see our selectors retiring because most of them just want to play sounds Till, till they can't physically do it anymore. You know what I mean? So it should be something that you, you salute, the fact that someone played the game for 30 years and financially been able to say, okay, hats off, you know what I mean? And be able to go live out the rest of their life, you know, the way they want to live it. Did Crown retiring have any influence or any bearing on you wanting to end the World Class Series? Oh, no. Hell no. Nothing of that, that, that nature. Um, I explained to most people about, you know, world-class series two years ago, but, you know, sometimes I talk, nobody listens, right? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Sound Clash for the last couple of years has not been in the best, the best state where we would like it to be. Um, you know, I myself made, an, made a really good... Um, effort at trying to find some new sound systems with the Rumble series. Um, 
you know, we, we did dig out some talented sound systems. A lot of them didn't have any sustainability. Um, you know, um, it just looked like a real challenge, right? Um, so there's a couple of reasons when you look at it. One, the heroes that I call them the heroes, the heroes of the world-class brand, they're getting older. They don't perform as they used to perform. Their competitive spirit is not what it used to be, right? Um, and a lot of them, they feel like winning another world clash, what does that mean for them? I won five, I won three, I won four. So that that energy, that give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, you know, um, is not there with a lot of them muscle. And um, that's an indication that the, um, the event has ran its course, right? Um, also, I believe that the world-class formula is about 20 years old now. And I think it's time for it to change. I think the formula of the way we compete needs to change in order for us to get 10 more years. Now, hear me out. And you don't have to agree with me, but hear me out. And those who like good reasoning will find some content in this. DJs DJed on sound systems for, let's say, based on my research, maybe from 79, right, to about 89. 89, yep, I, I, would, I would agree with that. So we're looking at 10 years of the first form of competing in sound system culture. This is the first way we used to kill sounds. We used to bring our own DJs and we used to diss up each other and all talk each other and whatever, right? And that lasted one decade. Then we spiraled into the next decade, which would be dubplate competing, which would mean no more live artists and, you know, DJs, um, leaving dubplate recordings for their favorite sound systems to compete with each other. And then that spiraled off into becoming an industry of dub recordings, right? Because originally it would be only me alone calculate this. And then the artists then realized that money can be made, right? So we would say that that started in 1990, right? Hardcore, in your face, stand up on your sound system, defend it, boy dead, you know, real pretty hardcore that what we love, what we grew up loving, right? So if we say that that really started in the 90s, 1990, well, history shows by 80, by 96, 97, that started to slow down. I want you guys to check the history and look at it. So let, let's, let's even look at it this way because I see you rubbing your chin. By 2000, right, the one-on-one -on -one aggressive format was no longer popular. Mm -hmm. By 2000, which would be 10 years later, the one-on-one -on -one stand up around your machine, boy, after dead, your plate, I fly, um, you are beat your chest and say, yo, never play a burning spear when no boy can't play it was done by 2000, right? So that's another 
10-year era of sound system culture. In 2000, my format became extremely popular, right? And now we're in 2022, right? My point is that history shows us that in order to appeal to the generations, the formula has to continue to change. For sure. Right? Now, our industry has gotten stuck on the Irish and Chin formula. And we compete with the Irish and Chin formula globally. We've competed with it. And I think that because we've been competing it with it so long and not introducing another formula, we kind of stuck as far as fans coming in and finding a new way of excitement and stuff. Because remember, when I started World Clash, the real excitement was shit. All of these big sounds in one place, right? And it was spicy. BSI to see every day for 15 minutes. Jar up for 15 minutes and it's spicy. So all night you said, so you enjoy yourself. But it was a new form of competing, right? Other than you standing in Biltmore Ballroom and you're waiting for an hour for the next one play an hour. Just, just understand what I'm saying. And that new way of competing brought people to Sound Clash because it was exciting. But now those same people have aged out. They're older. They got responsibilities. They have mortgage. They have piano. They have picnic. I got school. We need now the next for the other people who are supposed to inherit our space to come in. They're not going to come in on the world class formula. So to answer your question, because my ambitions is always to see Sound Clash continue to grow. And let me say this, because there's a lot of fuckery narratives out there. World Clash ending has nothing to do with my desire for Sound Clash to end. If Sound Clash ends, Link's legacy dead, Trooper legacy dead, Panther legacy dead, Chin legacy dead, Stone Level legacy, well, Stone Level is not a clash, but you get what I'm saying, right? If there is no more clash, then eventually clash stops being part of the conversation. If clash stops being part of the conversation muscle, then why are you and I ever going to be talked about? So the 25 years or 20 years or 26 years that you said that you dedicated to sound system culture, it becomes null and void. Are you understanding where I'm coming from? Something, how about this? If you cemented 25 years, you dedicated 25 years and you walk away today, do you really think that nobody would ever for the rest of your life, remember you, your legacy is just gone and all of this, just because you stopped, you've done something so amazing, something so great. Hold on. Something so great that. Mostly you're missing the impossible. You missed the point. What's the point then? The point is this. Our ambitions would never be for sound clash to stop. I didn't speak. I didn't say it about world clash, mm -hmm. right? If sound clash stops, then everyone who's contributed to the growth of that genre, so to speak, will no longer be in the conversation because it's not something that's happening anymore, right? So any decision that we make here at Irish and Chin 
we want to make it for the, the, the industry to keep moving forward is what I'm saying to you, right? If the industry continues to move forward, we get to sit down and enjoy something that we contributed to, right? Just like how Charles Barkley sits on the sidelines and says, who's a good player, who's not a good player. We deserve that as well. So we want the culture to go on, right? But I realized that the format that we are using, the world-class format, it's not gonna take us another 10 years. So we decided to end that because we want another format to be introduced. Whatever that format may be, whether it will come from you or it comes from that person or that, you understand where I'm coming from? Um, we want to make room for another era of sound clash culture. And it doesn't have to be ushered in by us. That's because that's what I wanted to ask you. So because you say, okay, world class ran its course and stuff, you wouldn't like how you introduce the world class format. You wouldn't say, okay, let me introduce a more a newer format. Or do you think you basically aged out where you're looking for somebody of fresh blood to really take it up from where you left it and carry it on? I think that the best thing for the industry would be for a fresh face, mm -hmm. right? Um, who, you know, whose record hasn't been questioned or intentions hasn't been questioned to come in and start pepper the thing with a format that, that people will follow. You know what I mean? Um, remember, you know, I come with formats. I've been trying to change it. If you look at some of the last world clashes, the rapid fire round, the, the you know, the, the mystery round, the this and that. All of that stuff is not because I'm trying to control sound clash uh, muscle. It's because I want to give the patrons a level of excitement again. The excitement is fading. So you want to bring back some spontaneous vibes, some energy, some, some different stuff. So those are my efforts in doing so, right? But at the end of the day, I do identify that for 20 years, we've been operating on the same format and it's time for it to change. And, and, and this is what we're welcoming. Do you see anybody else in the horizon that you could say, okay, you know what? I think Sound Clash would be safe in their hands. A World Clash format would be safe in their hands. Now, I just see a bunch of talking now. So wouldn't it be kind of reckless then to leave your legacy out to like anybody to come along and there's nobody that you see right now? Wouldn't it be better for you and your legacy or even the sound clash legacy to say okay we're going to keep working until somebody comes along we could mentor them and then you guys go about your business mostly you know again and i i know what side of the you know i know what your 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 socialization is right what you just asked me a while ago is based on speculation right mm -hmm. i never said to anyone that i'm walking away from sound clash right and we've never said to anyone that um we would never do another hardcore dance. What I said to everyone is that World Clash is ending. And I started a blog that, that was called What Killed Sound Clash. Of course. Right? Now, my blog, the main purpose of my blog is to get people to start thinking and start being able to identify different aspects of why the industry slowed down. Let me explain something to you. I just explained this the other day, right? Um, my conversation is based on our cultural expression, right? 
what killed SoundClash? So people are running with the narrative that Chin is saying that SoundClash is dead, right? And how dare Chin say that SoundClash is dead, right? Now, here's our cultural expression, our cultural narratives. An artist comes to Toronto and he used to mush up the place, every venue around, right? And then a couple of years later, the artist comes to Clay House or whatever still exists and, and there's, no, there's no crowd or the crowd thing. You and I, or culturally, we would say, yo, they want their career dead long time. They want their career done long time, right? So what does that mean? Does it mean that that artist doesn't have a chance to come up with another hit record? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that the artist, the artist is garbage? No, it doesn't. What it means that at this time, what that artist used to be able to do, the artist is not fulfilling that at this moment in time. So again, it becomes those industry people with their own narratives that put out what they want to put out to define what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You see, coming from somebody like you, I could see where that would be shocking, where people would say, what is Chin talking about? You understand? It's like, this is coming from you. This isn't coming from an outsider. But if we're going to even go down that path here, you're right about the, from 1990 to 2000. But there's a lot more other little micro stuff that changed that a lot of people didn't pay attention to. You see when there was a hard break between juggling sounds and class sounds that hurt the industry. When people stop having an echo on a microphone, that slight thing hurt the industry. When there was no more sound system to punch out the bass, those little things hurt the industry. Even if it's just 1%, all of those stuff contributed to where we are today. I disagree. I disagree. Talk, I, mean, talk I mean, yes, everything contributes, but not in a large way because our success as Irish and Chin, mm. right? And the success of the arena for the last 20 years was governed, was, was merely because there was a split. The split made us go just as hard. And when I say us, I mean everybody who was part of the hardcore part of it, right? The split made us go just as harder. I remember being at World Clash in Jamaica and seeing a sea of people and us backstage saying, yeah, man, yeah, man, them said class zone can do nothing, right? Them said we're never going to make it. The fact that the industry split allowed all of us to realize that we got to go just as hard to exist like everybody who is on the other side. A lot of great careers came out of that fight to know that we got to win in order to be recognized. Because remember, you know, the juggling zone them, them juggle at one party, and then get a booking for God England. For us, if we don't kill the song, we're not going to know it. Right? So I think it gave a lot of us more hunger, more, you know, more fight. I, I totally disagree with that, man. And, you know, we've had some great conversations amongst ourselves and great times. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, because there was a time when we even had Irish and Chin t-shirts, right? This is when the campaign was real hard. And this is what people don't think about. Where we had clashes that said, um, um, t-shirts that said, Fuck juggling clash rules. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we campaigned that because the jugglers wouldn't let us in. So we said, all right, we have a clash to take. And we have a bully we're in. And we did it. Mm -hmm. 
so then is that the way how the entire clash industry would have to work if you want to get the respect also because remember to keep a dance like what you're keeping you charge 60 dollars to get in whatever the craze a lot of these normal juggling dances are getting thousands of people and they're charging 40 50 bucks to come in also you understand so it's like how is it financially viable to you from from the split you understand the split okay cool juggling people here clash people over here but then now it's not as financially viable for somebody to want to do this if i could go over in this juggling world here for a fraction of the cost then what i have to do over here that's not attracting more do you think that would attract more investors more people to want to dump into the clash arena um the the clash arena has it so much that i that all i do is talk about money you know the again i'll call it the industry peoples Jen mm -hmm. always talks about money everything is money you yourself says that i'm 51 percent of 51 49 yeah right um and again i'm 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 cool with you know that narrative but the reason why there's only one Irish and Chin, and the reason why there's only one supreme promoter in Sound Clash, mm -hmm. is because I am the only businessman. Right? Not the smartest person in Sound Clash, but I'm the only businessman. What this industry needs to thrive is business people. Business people come with money, right? Now, the fact of the matter is this. If a young promoter, old promoter, whatever age comes about and they feel like they love Sound Clash and they love it so much that they want to be a Sound Clash fan, I mean a promoter, the minute that they put their money in and they lose it, that's it. You lost another potential popular promoter, right? So the industry is cutting promoters down at the knee, right? because there's no money. So when you guys, and when I say you guys, I'm speaking to people in general, start to talk about all Chin thinks about is money. And all they do is talk about money. Again, it's a narrative that suits who it suits because they're doing our business as a hobby. And they don't realize that they're hurting the growth of the culture because the culture has grown out of the hobby box. It's not a hobby box anymore. So if a promoter cannot come in and say, now keep a dance with muscle versus chin, and I can't walk away with 10,000 profit, why am I coming back? And if every promoter can't walk away with money, then why are they keeping a sound clash? And if the, if the arena has no promoters, then how do we have a healthy arena? Why does it not come down to money? If everybody was thinking as money, and if everybody was thinking as a businessman as you so labeled me, then we would be in a better place. You know why? There would be 10 chins, right? And then you guys could say, oh, me not for blood clot to work for chin, I'm not to work for muscle. I'm muscle can give you the, the hype one want. That's what the industry needs, muscle. Of course, listen, me, I, I've never been one of those people. Me, I'll tell you me, I'm business first, anything else after when i when i had my song we're playing song in 96 and stuff when you're spending thousands of dollars in dubs and there's no real plan to make it back i said i can't do this i'm gonna go do some other business where i'm still in the industry but this doesn't make mathematical sense to me you understand my, my whole office right 
roughs me up every time I, I, I go to keep a sound system thing, right? And because we know the books or they know the books and they would totally disagree with you. They would be like, who? Shin? Shin is 51% culture and 49 businessmen because some of the things that I do, I'm up against a loss before I even put out the flyer. But I'm taking the gamble for the culture. So again, it's easy for people to say what they need to say. And I, I was, I don't know if I said this before, but I'll say it, I'll say it now. I'm not saying that every move that I've made in SoundClash turned out to be the most accurate, the right move. You know what I mean? I could never say that because I'm not perfect. But what I can say to you is that everything that I've done has been for the benefit of the culture moving forward. If it didn't work out that way, then it just didn't work out that way. But who else is making the big decisions, bro? For years, the argument has always been that Chin War runs Sound Clash. Chin Ting, everything with him said, the Ting. Chin, Chin, Chin. So everyone who becomes a Sound Clash promoter, their first stance is to be against Chin because they're trying to have that that competitive thing going. And it's the wrong approach. But that's what it is. So no one's gonna take no talk from me, bro. But the actual thing, the actual fact of the matter is that we're in a space and the people who are occupying the space muscle are in denial that we're in that space. You cannot judge sound clash being alive based on the amount of clash flyers that you see on social media. When the fuck did that mean anything? We have to judge sound clash based on the attendance of each particular event. How many home runs are you hitting? You know what I mean? It's not how many games you went to, it's how many home runs are you actually hitting? And, and I'm not saying that along the way, there hasn't been one or two well-attended clashes, but those one or two attended clashes cannot speak for our global arena. Okay. It has you to make sense. You told me what's wrong. What do you think, how do you think this dead sound clash could actually be fixed then? What do, what are some ideas that you were playing with in your mind? We gotta sit, we gotta come to the table, mm -hmm. right? All the players. First, we have to identify what's missing, right? Then we have to identify whether we wanna include what's missing back into this new form that we're trying to concoct, right? Or we wanna leave it out. Then we now have to understand how are we gonna take whatever it is that we're concocting and make it attractive to those who are not interested anymore and those who have not been interested before. Anything other than that is failure. That's it. Three years from now, the 200 song man that's at every single party is going to have arthritis, is going to have um, um, a car note, they're going to have a life-changing expense, where they're going to say to themselves, why me watch the audio, or me listen to the audio, or whatever. Why don't we understand that sound clash needs to be a revolving door? An older person goes out, a younger person comes in. An older person goes out, a younger person comes in. You're not going to get those younger persons to come into sound clash 
if they can't, you know, relate to what you're doing. So having a tune for tune with Garnet Silk and Dennis Brown and, and, and Gregory Isaac might, not, might not necessarily be the thing that's going to attract them anymore. And I like the fact that you're actually willing to speak about that, because if you had said that one time, that's almost like blasphemy. You can't say that. We, we were at a different place, though. Now we're at a place where we need dance hall to be exciting. Mm -hmm. And in order for it to be now, and again, listen, I'm not telling anyone to stop what they're doing. I'm saying that there needs to be an alternative, right? So every now and again, we can run and keep the specialist class there. The hardcore kill you, you know, your mother, this Ray, 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 whatever. We can enjoy that because there's still some of us that love that, but that can no longer be the main room of sound clash because if that's the main room of sound clash, it's not going to grow. That I could understand that point, even down to the selection in the music. Cause you remember black cat used to have a Dennis Brown on the pepper seed. It was Dennis Brown and Delhi rank. Everybody at first would laugh at it. Like, why would you put a hardcore artist on a juggling rhythm like that? until it started to work. What if people start to cut Skeely Bang and Freddie McGregor together on a trap dance hall beat and have a juggling with that? And that brings in more people now. I'm going to say this to you, bro. And it, you, you know, again, it's against the narrative. Mm -hmm. Duplitz is not the future. Not, but you see, but you see, that's why we only had half a conversation. If we're going to have the Duplitz conversation, where that all messed up was when the internet came into play where you no longer had to call a link to a link where anybody could get it, where I'm not a soul man and I'm getting broadcast for dub specials. That's how, you know, something's wrong. Dub plates. You know, I, I said this already collectively. I think our industry spends at least a million us dollars on dubs every year. I think that's, you might be only talking from, I guess, a us perspective well, worldwide. I'm just, I'm just world, you know, giving us you know, whatever, right? So yeah. our industry, global industry, right? Spends a million dollars on dub plates. Now, if dub plates were the answer, why is the problem not fixed? Everybody has the dubs, right? Dubs are not the answer to tomorrow's sound clash arena. What the problem is, um, muscle, and I want you to, and you don't have to agree with me, but you have to understand, I want you to understand what I'm saying. This narrative that I'm pushing about dub plates not being the future and the fact that we've reached a level where we have to change the arena to and get more excitement and get it more engaging to youngsters. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be accepted by the man who has a $400,000 dub box sitting in his living room, right? It's not going to be accepted by someone who's in Florida who already has $250,000 worth of dubs and he's waiting to bust with a dub then. You know what I mean? He got his laptop. Him stand up in our feet and stand up at his front door with his laptop just waiting, waiting with the laptop so he can get the opportunity, right? Now here comes Chin in Chin's position and Chin is saying, yo, he's off of the dubs. The dubs is not the answer. Why would you be Chin's co-signer? Why would you join Chin Chin with this narrative when the narrative that Chin is pushing is going to hurt you, Right? So what I'm trying to say to you is that a lot of decisions in this culture 
is not being made for the culture. It's being made for the individuals in the culture. That's it. Now, the same thing that one's going to choose me with, because think about this muscle. And I'm just going to be as blunt as possible. Let me hear you. I'm one of the fortunate people to understand business, right? I don't have to keep SoundClash for my business to thrive. As you know, now I'm doing, you know, media and all of that stuff, right? But it's where I'm coming from. And in everything that I do every so often, I like to bring it into the forefront to remind people that, yo, this is where we are, right? As someone now who has been accepted somewhat by the corporate world, right? When I walk into a corporate um, um, corporate room, a boardroom, a corporate war room, I walk in with SoundClash. SoundClash walks in with me. I've reached a level where I can open certain doors for SoundClash that the average person cannot open for SoundClash, right? Um, and people should champion that because it's growth for, for, for the culture, right? All of us is not going to be on the same level, right? I've been able to authentically help to produce sound system culture on the Jam Rock Cruise, right? Damon, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be working under, under the instructions and stuff of, of Damon. It's his thing, right? But he could have used Eddie Joe Small, right? But he's trying to keep the cultural, uh, what would you call it? Just that cultural, listen, you put in the work, you, 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 you should be doing this. I, That's where it comes with the thing you were saying, celebrity, or you could interchange that word with influence. Exactly. You know what I mean? Um, we, we were able to negotiate a deal to get World Clash at Sunfest, right? So don't ever think that anything that I'm doing in the future, there's never going to be an aspect of some culture in it because to the corporate people that surround me on the level that I am on, I'm the song guy. That's never going to change. No matter what business I open, yo, you remember Chidi? World Clash Mighty Crow. That's what it is. I got to own that. Now, I'm saying in a nutshell that there should be more chins. Even if you can't make it all the way, but you should be inspired to be a chin in your own way. Because if you want the industry to grow, there has to be more important people like me at the top of the team. Or else it's not going to grow anywhere. Look at it as hip hop. You know what I mean? Look at it as um, dancehall with the artist there. When one artist cross over, it opens the door for other dancehall artists to cross over. What do you think that the, 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 the American industry has been doing all our lives. If them find a, 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 a bujo, then them go look for a beanie man. They find a beanie man, them go look for an elephant man. You know, you get what I'm saying. There right? must be wherever this came from, there must be more. It's that good. We want more. Exactly. It's business. So you are whatever record, muscle records, and you found um, beanie. And you're selling with beanie. 
I'm going to go find killer or I'm going to find whoever because I realize that's the next hot thing. So we need to reach a level business-wise because only the business can hold up our culture. The hobby box is dead. And there goes that word again. We've outgrown the hobby box now. And before you say something, ask yourself this. Why in the hell should we be coming from sound system culture from, you told me, 1979, all the way up to 2022, if our culture is still a hobby? How does that work? Got you. So then this is what I want to know from you. When do you realize in yourself, say, you know what? I got to go from hobby hustling to business. How long did it take you in the industry to realize that? Mighty Crown made me realize that. How long were you in the industry by that time there? I went to Japan in maybe 2001. Mm -hmm. And when I went in 2001, I saw two years after Mighty Crown winning World Clash that they already had their ducks in a row. I was still running Sound Clash out of my back pocket in my cell phone. At the time, it was just myself and Flair Lindsay. That was it. That was our whole operation for the most part, right? And I went to Japan and I was embarrassed. I felt ashamed because they won my trophy, right? And, and they were doing better than me. Real talk, right? They were established in a way that our culture has never taught me to be established, right? And I came back and I said, nah, this ain't going to work, right? So I started to make that transition. You know, I said to Irish, we need to register the business. We need to do this. We need to do that. And we needed to get going. So I'm, I'm not scared to say that where I am today is because of that encounter that I had with the crowd. So it's not only Crown helping me helping Crown, they helped me as well because I've understood now a business aspect that I've never saw before. And I was able to gain confidence because I'm like, yo, if y'all could do it, we could do it as well, right? And, and I gave this understanding to a bunch of other people. I wouldn't call their names, but I went to them with it. And they weren't interested. A lot of the people in our culture or more interested in getting acceptance from the anti-side. Because the anti-side is the cool side. There's nobody over by the chin side, you know, or very few people over there, but the party's really on the other side. And if you wanna go to the party and you wanna be one of the cool kids, you gotta take that narrative. Because if you come and you say something different, then they're gonna label your chin's boy. Stick a pin, right? When I was coming to Canada with World Clash, the majority of the industry over there, they started to fight. The fight was led by Ron Nelson because I got no right to come to Canada and keep a sound clash, right? That, that was the narrative. I got no right to keep a sound clash in Canada, but I had a right when I was doing World Clash with Ron. This, this, this here we are, right? Now I'm coming to Canada and I'm bringing an international competition to Canada, which just like world class, people flying in, bomb, bomb, all of that stuff. 
but I'm doing nothing for Canada, right? I'm bringing over my own sound system and equipment. That's disrespect, right? So, okay, that's disrespect. So then I use Canada-based sound systems and equipment. One person gets eliminated and they're like, nobody can play on my sound, right? Just hold on. So I'm like, nah, this is not gonna work. This cannot work, right? So here's the thing. And again, I'm not saying that I do, do everything right. But beat me for what I did wrong. Don't beat me for what you think I did wrong, that you have no proof of what I did wrong. Because a lot of it is BS. That's what it is. I stopped keeping World Clash in Canada for one reason and one reason only. What was that? Why did you I stop? You tell me. I don't want to. I don't want to assume. You tell the me. Canadian said the Canadian. The Canadians said the Canadians said that Canada was winning, and I wanted to stop them from winning, so I moved world class. Mm -hmm. Right. The truth of the matter is, is that the business wasn't working out with Jill and myself. That's it. There's no other. There's no ends down or nothing about it. The business was not adding up with Jill and myself. There was a lot of things that weren't, wasn't accounted for that should be accounted for. It kept happening, so we had to pull the business. That's it. It's simple. So when everybody feels like they know, or there's always some, 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 some uh, under, underhanded um, situation, the fact of the matter is, when I spoke to you in the beginning, I told you how far Jill and I go back, mm -hmm. right? And I don't talk about it because I feel so bad about being taken advantage of. The friendship being taken advantage of, financially. You feel me? But we stopped coming there because you guys saw one picture on the outside, but on the inside, it was a total different picture. First of all, let me say this. Mm -hmm. The Tyrone, that one world clash, and the Tyrone today is two different Tyrones. Mm -hmm. Let me say that 100%. Okay. The Tyrone who won world clash, he didn't understand the levels of where he was going. The Tyrone now is extremely professional, extremely mature, and ready for business. Right? It takes a big man, it takes a big I, man to say that out of their mouth. And that's why you got to respect. Now, let me tell you this. Before Tyrone used to give me peer problems because, again, he's part of the party. And because he's coming to do business with me with all of these suspicious things about what he's heard that we do and this and that. He never became himself. He always came because he's looking for the next child to draw. So he wants to draw the child first and blah, blah, blah. Uncomfortable situation. Came right? defensive. Came defensive. Tyrone now is professional. He's ready to go. He got his brand together. And he's probably one of the only sound systems that I see right now that has the mental that's ready to move forward. I'm not saying he's the best physically, but mentally he understands his position, right? So Tyrone would not be the reason why I moved world-class muscle. I'm telling you that I don't need to lie about anything, right? I moved world-class because finances 
were not adding up. And it was happening back to back to back to back to back, right? Tyrone knows this too. It's just the respect that we have for that individual and my, well, I don't know about what Tyrone's reasoning would be, but sometimes, Bridget, you and somebody go through a, a long trot and you just walk away. For sure. Instead of saying, yo, so shot me the camera. I didn't want to do that, right? But also that person should have came out and defended us publicly when the rumors started to say, you know, we just don't want Canada this and that and that and that, you know, because of the guilt that that person is bearing, she should have came out. Now we're talking about courtesy, right? You, from what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. The courtesy should have been like, nah, that's not why they moved. But the reason, the reason why that was led to, to fester is because it hides the real narrative. You understand what I'm saying? Again, okay. again it, it's business. I loved Canada. Um, a lot of the sounds was cool to work with. Um, I enjoyed my relationship with Superfresh, right? Um, them, you, they, you know, I'm a veteran them. Um, I work with some of the good sounds as well. Um, 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 King Turbo them was cool, right? We never had no problem, right? If you speak to the man them, like King Turbo and that man, the man and other tell you they have the problem with me. It was all good. The money was where the money was supposed to be. Whatever was promised was supposed to be where it is. Everything was good. You know what I mean? The reasoning that we left was a reason that you would leave and anybody else would leave as well. Right? So it was like, yo, brethren, if we keep another world clash, the same shit is going to happen again because it happened for the two world clashes prior. Okay, let me ask you this. How come you didn't think you're just bringing it back to the U.S. instead of taking it to the U.K.? Because I'm a marketer, as you said in the beginning, mm -hmm. right? And my ambition was always to bring World Clash to different places where um, people can get that experience, right? Um, the U.S. had it, right? Um, and with the U.S., I, I, we also got to admit, that when it came back to the U.S., they're going to want to see Bayside and see Mighty Crown, Kilimanjaro, blah, 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 right? So they're not going to buy that shit the way that we wanted them to buy, right? So that's one, one aspect. The next aspect is that England plays a pivotal role in sound system culture throughout the Jamaican diaspora, right? England is probably the pinnacle or the first base of sound system culture. In a 2022 setting? No, in, in overall, okay. Overall, England sparked the first real for sound system culture, right? It's been to Canada, it's been to America. Why not bring it to England, a place that's the home of sound system culture? Remember, for years after we put on sound system, you know, the England man them still I walk up and down with speaker box and truck and amps, mm -hmm. right? So I wanted to pay respect to the England culture, that's number one, right? I thought it would be good promo because it's like World Clash coming to England for the first time. And I also wanted to do something that I thought would be a great way to end, end the World Class series. So there is no um, sinister, you know, uh, whatever in that. 
for sure. I hear you. again, Trin, the conversation, you were very enlightening. You're very open about the thing. But again, there's you being at the top of your game in any industry, people are going to have stuff to say, good, bad, or indifferent. That's just how it's going to go. That's why sometimes we got to clear the muscle. You know what I mean? Um, today, I walked in and one of my staff members was saying, yo, don't even take that interview. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take it. It's going to be long. I'm going to answer every question. And then we're going to be done with it. Right? Because we just, we know that no matter what is said, there's always going to be a different narrative and it's going to be a different story. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't want to say that I didn't say it. I, you know, my assistant has come and peeked in the room about three times, basically like, yo, get the fuck off the interview, bro. Don't, don't give them so much of your energy. Right. Um, I'm doing it because I feel like some explanations I want to get off my chest. Good. You know what I mean? Um, some of them I want to, I want people to understand the other side, even if you don't, you don't, you don't co-sign to it, understand the other side. You know what I mean? Um, um, you know, Canada, and that's where you're based, right? And the, the Canadian people, you know, there's been one and two things, you know, we have Tasha Roses that I told you that I rate so much, you know, in the beginning. And then when, you know, the collective in Canada was saying that we shouldn't be over there keeping no dances, you know, I got a voice note with her saying, yo, when we come on Canada, the man them for rap, we are tech, but we things them on, and, you know, holding my street, bad talk. And I'm like, oh, wow. I thought that we were, we were, we were good. You know, that that's not cool. And I've been champion, championing your thing forever. You know what I mean? Um, so I was disappointed with that. Um, I was disappointed with how things worked out with us and Jip. You know, and, and, and big up to Randy because he he did a great job at trying to band-aid a lot of stuff. And I respect him as a man for that. You know what I mean? And and I don't want you to I don't want it to in no way to make it look like I'm disrespecting Jill. Right? I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much where you have to rate you, because I know for the longest time you weren't trying to talk about the Jill situation. You kind of got angered one time and kind of let it slip out a bit, but then you Hold it back because you know the history that you guys have together what you guys did is probably better than the whatever happened between you guys it's just you can't continue on that path anymore it's yeah it's it's i didn't want to make it a a, a a problem you know what i mean i haven't i haven't spoken to jill mm -hmm. since i left canada real talk you know what i mean um but we had some good times Mm -hmm. as friends. And I, I respect that. You know, I respect how Randy stepped up to the plate. I'm not going to go into any depth with it because I don't feel like it needs to be into depth, but I feel like I feel, I feel disappointed in, in, in a friend. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel that publicly when the narrative was getting bigger, the, you know, the negative narratives were getting bigger in, in Canada, I felt that it was her job you know, to, 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 to out some of the fires because she knew what the real thing was, but I don't hold that against her because I know that everybody has to live up to their surroundings, so to speak. And maybe taking up for me would have made her situation a lot more uncomfortable. Right. Um, so that's that. And then, you know, with Ron, it's, 
I never had a beef with Ron. And I never had a problem with Ron. And believe it or not, and, you know, Ron likes to talk and he likes to use opportunities where his name is mentioned to get on the stage and dance, right? Um, but I never had a problem with Ron. Ron created the problem. And I know without Ron admitting that the problem was because I was back in Canada and I started a sound class series that everyone was talking about. He's labeled as the clash man in Canada, blah, 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 blah. And he pretty much felt that he should have been involved or whatever. This is not him saying it. This is my interpretation of, of, of what it is. And um, he started shooting, you know, and um, me and my team, we got one, you know, slogan. Once you shoot, game on. You know what I mean? I, I love that. You know what I mean? I think I need to grow out of it. But for me, it's like, I'm not going to shoot first, Mosul, but once you shoot, game on. You know what I mean? So Ron started with the antics and, you know, um, I just took him on with it and so forth and so forth. But I've always had respect for what Ron has done in Canada as well. You know what I mean? And I would have never brought World Clash to Canada if I didn't have respect for Ron. You know what I mean? But listen, it is what it is. Chidden, epic excellent conversation boss again there's a lot of stuff that was put out there that you cleared up and even certain things that weren't even out there you just enlighten a lot of people to how change things how you run your company and what it really took to get to where you are today you understand we was one of the hated men when we were growing up right and one of the reasons why he was hated because he was trying to carve out a business out of a culture that everyone is hustling in, right? So he had to do what he did to create his business. Now, some of us may question his practices and blah, 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 but a lot of the reasons why he had, you know, he, people fought against him was because what he was doing was different to what they were used to. Would you agree? Um, 100%. And it worked, it worked, it worked for him. You know what I mean? Um, you know, what I'm doing is a little bit different, you know, with me, I, I can't, I don't have the power to make everybody rich. Right. But I do have the mouth and the position to at least let people know that there's opportunities and options, you know, instead of you just being a selector for the rest of your fucking life and you're 80 years old, going to a dance to play duck plates. I'm trying to let you guys know that there's a different road out there to take and not everybody's going to get on that road, but we should all try to get on that highway. That's the highway we need to be at. So every move that we make is supposed to be putting us on that highway, not because I want to talk about money or throw money in people's face. It's because I want to be a living example to say, yo, remember me? I used to play agony. You know what I mean? But this is what I did. And I'm not smarter than you. I'm not smarter than you. Do what you need to do. And this is why I'm saying I commend Tyrone because mentally he's there. I don't know if he's there physically and financially, but mentally he gets it. He finally gets it. And it, it took him winning World Clash, being acknowledged by a different set of people outside of his normal place, also being hated on by the same people that he was trying to get acceptance from in his own place for him to realize that, yo, I got to think differently. 
you 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 get where I'm coming from. So you and I can talk forever, but at the end of the day, my brethren, my ambitions is about moving the culture forward, right? Um, me saying that Sound Clash is dead, meaning that it means that what Sound Clash was able to do in the years prior, we're failing at being able to do that, right? Sound Clash is now being held in smaller events, um, in smaller venues, venues that we grew out of years ago. We're now back into those venues, right? So we're moving backwards with Sound Clash, right? Sound system owners are now charging an astronomical, you know, amount of money, astronomical amount of money to compete, right? Giving promoters no opportunity to make back a profit, right? So if a promoter cannot make a profit, then there'll be no promoters lined up, lined up to promote Sound Clash, right? The mistake that a lot of us is making is that we're looking at two or three promoters in New York or in the, in the, you know, in America that may be keeping popular clashes. And we're saying that dance did wrong. This, happened, that, happened. you know, we cannot use what's happening in front of us muscle to judge the global activity of sound clash, because there's a lot of sound clash arenas that many of you are not even aware of. Right? Europe, there's clashes. Right? In the Caribbean, there's clashes. England, there's clashes. Canada, there's clashes. U.S., there's clashes. So you tell me now, is everybody located in all of those, um, those territories feeling the sound clash vibe? Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Got you. you know, I'm over scared. So... And, and I, I, thank you for having me on. Mm -hmm. um, thanking you for being able to push my story on your platform. But at the end of the day, my decisions, my quote unquote conversations is about moving forward, right? I don't want- oh, sir, As a whole. As a whole, I don't want Soundclash to end. I want the people who are occupying the space to sit down and think about where we are. Because if you're comfortable walking into a venue that holds 300 people and that venue being rammed and the next day you're on the internet to talk about, oh, I want to talk about Soul Clash dead and dance ram last night, then we really don't need you in the industry because you don't understand where we need to be in the growth of the culture. You, you, you get where I'm coming from? 100%. So I, I don't attest to be the smartest Well, you know what I what I am that nobody could take away from me the most dedicated I'm the one that that falls down and don't let nobody know brush off my knees and I'm back in again and I'm back in again and I'm back in again and because I'm back in again and back in again it opens doors for us there needs to be more people to fall down bro and quietly brush off their knees and go back in again. For anybody to think that your 25 years in this business has been, your trajectory has been strictly up, you're completely, they'll be completely bananas, boss. You know what I mean? You have years that's phenomenal and other years it's like, boss, I don't think I could do this anymore, but you keep pushing through. Nobody with real money 
is interested in investing in sound clash culture. That's a problem, right? These people who vice $15,000 worth of duck plates at a time, right? Would never think that, you know what? I got enough dubs. Let me invoice, let me use the 15,000 to do something else that can enhance my brand. Because guess what? The last 15,000 that I spent didn't move me up. So how is this 15,000 gonna move me up? You follow what I'm saying? There's no critical thinking in our arena. Now, let me say this, you know, as the last thing. A man who hustles, having look a street thing I go on. We could talk him into keeping a sound clash, right? He's gonna come into the sound clash. He's gonna spend 30 grand. Keep a good, well, nowadays what man the cars charging is more, right? But let's say he's gonna spend yeah. 30 grand. Mm -hmm. He's gonna walk the street every night and put out flyers or social media, whatever, whatever, for five to six weeks, right? And then he's either gonna make 20 grand back from his 30 grand investment, or he's going to make 35 grand. He's gonna then turn to himself and he's gonna say, if I took my 30 grand and did what usually makes my money, I would have had 10 times the amount of money that I have right now. This is not worth it. So guess what? He's not bringing back his hustling money to sound class, right? The man that works the nine to five, who save up and look a partner drop and decide that he's gonna keep a sound clash. And then he loses his money or he breaks even. If he loses it, the world just envy. If he breaks even, he's gonna say, yo, that was a close one. I almost lost all my money. I'm not risking my hard earned money again in sound clash. So he's gone. So you tell me this, where the promoters coming from? Where are they? The sound men them are friends, but they're not friends, they're fake friends. When they have the same agenda, when they have a different agenda, right? So the, en the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So guess what? They're never gonna come together and say, your muscle, you put 15 and me put 15. So guess what? We can't depend on some men to use their money to save their ring. So what are we really talking about, my bro? What, like, what are we really talking about? When I'm saying that the thing is dead, meaning that it doesn't exist in the form that it's supposed to and it used to, how can you debate that? If you have logical sense and you, you can have critical thinking, how do you debate that muscle? Here, you see, there's two things you said. Well, one major thing you said, boss critical thinking look at the world that we've lived in for the past two years do you think a lot of people are critically thinking for themselves or just following what the, the pop the person with the most influence is telling them to say or do the critical thinking is a lost art boss you understand well then you're helping me to understand that we're doomed we're doomed right you know i've just like a regular nine to five or a business right we don't intend to do the same thing that we're doing forever, right? We mm -hmm. want to live a life or we want to have better enjoyment, whatever. 
So we do what? We retire. We put in all of our work and we do the best that we can do and we retire. After 25 years, we can retire, right? Retiring knowing the fact that we put in that energy. We put in, the, we, we, we put in what we're supposed to do and we're leaving a legacy behind us, right? Now, is it my fault, honestly, and I want you to be honest with me before I go. Mm -hmm. Is it my fault or is it my obligation to say that I want to do other things, but the Sound Clash Arena needs me to stay in? Am I obligated to stay? I'm asking you that question. No, you're not obligated to do anything you don't want to do. It's, and, and so am I morally responsible for staying? Morally responsible for staying, probably not, but you could still have a, you're allowed to go do what you want to do with still having your finger on the pulse of what's going on over here. That's if, if that's, if I choose to though. For sure. Just right. like you choose, just like you choose to get into the business. If you choose to leave, it's your choice. And this is what I'm saying. So when the narrative comes that I'm leaving and I'm closing the door behind me. How does that work out, my G? Like, what sense does that make? Because, and again, that comes from the culture of us not knowing when enough is enough. It comes from the culture of us seeing the people who occupy the space before us play until they're old and not walk away until physically they can't do it no more. So it comes from that culture that everybody has to do the same thing. Are you following what I'm saying? So this is why a lot of you question Mighty Crown, right? Yo, why is Mighty Crown retiring? I disrespect that, the man of my culture vulture. But you guys are the same ones who said Crown is not good. I'm not saying you. I'm saying that you guys are the same ones that said, Crown, I hear that song, Crown the good. Why would you care? You're supposed to be going like this, muscle. Yeah, man. Long time when Bumba clock the back, I drop out of low with it. That's what we're supposed to be saying. But remember, what you're hearing, a lot of the voices you're hearing are just the loudest voices. That doesn't mean the entire crowd is saying, hey, that um, why are they retiring for they should have gone a long time. Who you're hearing are the loudest voices. The loudest voices because oftentimes the loudest voices are the most influential. They don't have a pot to piss in, but they're the most influential voices. So I'm saying to you that we got to pick a team. Mm -hmm. If you're part of the party, I got to respect that, right? I got to give you some level of respect because at least you're fighting for the party. Mm -hmm. But you can't say one thing and then turn around and say another. You can't say that shit fuck up the business and shit and bustle. And then you turn around and say, yo, I eat that thing, shit I do, done work, I should close the door. But if shit is a pussy, you should want him to get out of the industry to make room for what you're going to do. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's it's this narrative, bro, that that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. There's no critical thinking with it, right? And let me also um, 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 say this too, because uh, I want to put the base Odyssey thing in there because that was a big thing for me in my career, mm -hmm. right? Base Odyssey, or should I say Father Key, in my earlier days was the most supportive person in our career. Well, me, him and I just didn't have the relationship that I had with him, right? We were, he was extremely 
supportive. And, you know, even when I sometimes I got weary because of the fight, he would tell me, nah, man, you, you servicing the industry. We need you to do it and keep it going. You know what I mean? So even when I, you know, finished World Clash, I was trying to get out of it long before that. You know, I'm talking about the first time around, right? And he would encourage me and all of that, man. And, and you know, we had good times, you know? Um, my problem with base Addison surfaced when the management changed, right? So my problem was never a, 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 a Keith problem, mm-hmm. right? It was Keith Walford problem. It became a problem with the management, right? Now, um, they had their way of interpreting whatever actions we had, never having a conversation about it, but interpreting it. Um, and because of that relationship with them and Keith, Keith had to play the ball for them. Just like I said to you, the, the, team. the, the team had to play the team. And it just became worse and worse. And then my situation is always this. Once you shoot, I'm going to shoot. If you don't shoot, I'm good. Right? Um, so if you're not ready for the backlash, then don't start shooting. Um, so it became a snowball effect. But I respect Base Odyssey as an establishment. I respect Keith as one of the first people to really give me that support and encouragement to, 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 to muscle up. You know, Mighty Crown's first tour in Jamaica, it was with Base Odyssey. Keith was willing to help me, you know, get things going, you know? So, um, you know, it's bad and sad that along the way in this business, you lose some good friends. You know, I lost some good ones because people start to see things cloudy. People start to be influenced by the people around them. And they don't think that, hey, let me take a breath back. Let me think about the good times and let me think if this person is old or, you know, a healer or whatever the situation is, you know? Um, so I think that's what happened with, with, with that situation. It was, it was, you know, that's one of the ones that in my career, I wish it went different. But they come into World Clash, yeah. you know, and I get to say thank you for their contributions. Um, Sunday, um, May 1st, Right, um, world class. The end is happening. I'm really, really excited about it. I'm gonna get a chance to say um, thank you to the legends that made the brand so popular. They'll all be in the building. I'll be celebrating them in the best way that I can, and I'll be also, you know, trying to get the next generation of sound system to show the world what they have. Now, um, in closing, let me say this. The real win in this situation is if those young sounds tear apart that world-class stage, right? So for me, I don't care who's going to win world-class. I want, if there's nine sounds, I want at least six of them, five of them, to make the industry proud because on that stage on Sunday, May 1st, they represent a barrage of other sound systems that's trying to clinch fame in the future. Now, if they go on that world-class stage and pop the fuck down, the narrative will become, yo, if much around a mighty crown and base, I'd say, boy, I didn't know they're on that stage there. 
them now go. Them boy, they can't handle some class culture. But if they go and destroy it, what it means is that the culture gets interest. People like, yo, maybe I have to look into some of them young Sonia women never hear about because I'm going to work clash on them bad. Right? So if people are wondering about the door being closed on the culture, what we really should be rooting for is all of these fucking sounds to tear the place apart and leave a lasting performance to say, yo, big up Matara and Chupa them in the corner. Right? Big them up. But over time, no, we got it. Who would I follow there? That's what it should be, my brother. If it's yeah. anything except that, then we all lose. They need to. They need to seal that deal. There, you understand? It's it's a. You know what it is too. It's the end of a error that a lot of people are going to miss. Even if the numbers went down, a lot of people are still going to miss it because there's just something about that. Hey, World Cash is coming up. You know, bro. Even if we're fighting with you throughout the year, you see Saturday night, we're going to come in, enjoy ourselves, and Sunday morning, we're back to fighting with you again. Also, but there's just something about that. We're making room for another event that will become the highest stage in sound clash culture that has different, of different format, a different level of entertainment, that then we all be able to thrive for tomorrow to say, yo, the muscle clash, yo, but that, yo, muscle clash, I keep next week, you know? I guess so we're there, you know, right? But as long as world clash exists, nothing is going to be able to pass that, that whole um, blueprint because that's the blueprint that so many people are familiar with. And I know muscle. Ain't no young kids coming to world clash. When I say young kids, I mean 15, 16, 17 years old. They're not going to any clash. But guess what? We want the new blueprint to have the 16 and the 17 and the 18 year old people in there. You, you, know, you, need, you need the clash to show up on TikTok. When you see it shows up on a TikTok or something like that, now you know, okay? Now we're clapping. Thanks, my brother. Thanks for hearing my story. Thanks for allowing me to um, clear up some of the um, the uncleared stuff. We mm -hmm. can talk for another five hours because there's so much. But, um, you know, I, said, I, said, I told Flair, like, yo, this is the last one. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, and I know Muscle's been asking for a minute and regardless of, you know, my my vibe with how the platform has been conducted when my name has come up in the past, I still felt like, all right, cool, let me just give you this last one and let's just talk some 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 talk, some good talk and you know what it is. But I respect everybody on the journey. So big up to Bass Addison, big up to all the sounds, um, big up to Ron Nelson for the time that we spent, the, the better times. Um, um, big up to Jill for, for the friendship, you know, the better times of the friendship. Um, I don't know who else I may be leaving out, but, you know, just big up. Shouts to Lady V, man. Big up to Lady V, Lady V Rocket. Valerie, um, thank you so much for your assistance in um, helping us become a global brand. You know what I mean? Because World Clash wasn't just chill alone. I wanted my people jumping at that time, helping with developing in different parts of the world, right? So um, give thanks. Um, you know, and give thanks to all the sound systems that at least gave us the pleasure of presenting them on the stage, you know, and, and, and you know, um, you know, shouts to Newbie, you know what I mean? Big up to Newbie from Canada, um, you know, and, you know, Newbie's a perfect example, bro. Like, um, and no disrespect to Newbie, I, 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 I really respect Newbie and his wig, and I think that Newbie 
hands down, from them time to now, was one of the most talented sounds as a selector to touch the stage. Like newbies just talent. Like he has it. He's 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 a personality, he's a selector, he's whatever. You know what he's I mean? He's witty, you yeah. know what I mean? He's fast on his feet. He's good. Um, I respect him, you know, and I think what happened with newbie was that newbie's talent and passion matured much quicker than his understanding of the place that he was in. You know what I mean? So the new world champion is the total opposite. If you now, if you can, if we can make a a, 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 a comparison, newbie had everything, but mentally, he didn't at that time in his life. He was young too. Mm-hmm. He didn't understand how to identify his celebrity status. He didn't understand how to weed out some of the people who were giving him bad advice. And he didn't understand how to just work on being who he, who he was. You know what I mean? Because, listen, you beat Bay Saturday and Chung Pachung at World Class, that's it. You know? With, with Squingy. With Squingy, but with, with Squingy, you know? And that almost made Squingy cry. Because Squingy was like, yo, when the 79 played, we played the same tune, they've been at Chung Pachung. And the minute when we play some different show, we're going to get a dance for somebody else, you know? So if that was a passionate moment for Squingy being beat by Newbie. But Newbie just didn't understand where he was mentally at the time. You know what I mean? Um, um, I hear people saying that he's the worst world champion ever, right? But, and there's, that's debatable because it depends on how you're judging him. I judge Newbie based on his talent. Newbie is a naturally talented person, you know? Newbie will fight and he will bluff his way through any situation, you know what I mean? But he will do it making his audience so comfortable and and confident that they don't even know that Newbie's bluffing. That's a talent within itself, you know? And if we are to trace that back, that's Panta. Right behind you, boss. Come on, man. That's Panta, you know what I mean? So... Again, um, big up to Canada. Um, shouts to those of you. Um, big up to everybody who's been on my journey. Muscle, thank you for having me. I know I get long-winded at times, but I'm really passionate about the culture that we love. Um, we'll talk again, man. Where could they check out the um the pay-per-view for World Clash if they can't fly out there themselves? If you can fly out, thank you so much. I'm so passionate about talking about this shit. I'm forgetting to talk about my other shit, right? Um, um, World Clash, the end is happening on Sunday. Um, May 1st inside the O2 Academy, Birmingham. For those of you who can't be physically in the building, you need to have your eyes in the building. Um, so the live stream is available on the Soundchat Radio app, right? Um, and also on, on soundchatradio.com. You can pick which one you want to go to, right? Um, here's the crazy thing. I started this new thing. We launched it last night. Um, so you guys will hear about it throughout the week. Um, we have... Uh, 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 discount codes for all of the sound systems. So say, for instance, if you are if you are rooting for the world champion, the Canada world champion to win, right? You can get in contact with him, get his coupon code, and get 20% off of this live stream. And then we'll see how much fans he's bringing to the live stream, right? You know what, you know what that's called in the real world? Affiliate marketing. 
You understand? That's exactly what you just did. Affiliate market. That's basically what we're doing. So every, all the sounds are going to have their own coupon codes, right? And then you'll link them and be like, let me get your coupon code because I want to watch Pearl Clash. And then that will, you know, um, um, lessen the price by 10 or $15, depending on what kind of code you get. Right. But on our side, we will see that a supporter of Warrior has just, you know, logged in. A supporter of, you know, um, Code Red has just logged in. And at the end of the day, we can say, Chano, their money have the fan base and their money don't have the fan base. You get what I said? So, you know, it's, it's just another way. So, again, um, link your favorite sound system and tell them, yo, if you ain't get your promo code from Chin yet, Get it because I don't want to pay that big money that shit is charging. I want to pay less money for world class. So get the promo code from them. And um, you know, I think between now and we're gonna start getting the promo codes to them. So everybody would be able to have their own promo code so you guys can save some money. Chin, epic, great, open, no whole bart, as you said. Conversation. Thank you so much for sitting down and doing it, even though it took us two years longer than it should have. Thank you for sitting down and doing it. You understand? Yeah, man. Give thanks. Um, thanks for the support. Again, thanks for everybody who came out to all of those clashes in Canada. Um, big up to those of you guys worldwide that been supporting the brand. Um, World Clash is ending, but it doesn't mean, you know, it's the end. You know what I mean? It's the end of World Clash, but it's not the end. It's not the end of Sound Clash, and it's definitely not the end of Irish and Chin. Salute, sir. Let me give you an outro and get you out here because this conversation especially in the sound world, is crazy, 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 crazy. All right? Good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two-Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. <laughs>